Welcome to the Fight for Yourself podcast. I'm Michelle O'Connor, and I'm transforming my life one little choice at a time. Let's do this. Episode 13, Mother's Day. I just woke up from a very long nap ready to talk to you. I say this because I've been through quite a journey this week to get here. As you could probably hear in my voice, part of that journey involved me getting sick, so um, please forgive that. But I'm on the mend and I'm ready to talk to you today. You see, I've just come back from spending five days in the hospital with my mom. I thought it was fitting that we talk about this on Mother's Day week, and also it was her birthday. She turned 77 while she was in the hospital, and and we spent that together. I received a call on Friday morning telling me she was very, very sick and that I should come immediately. And so, of course, I did. Um, She lives in Arizona, and so I flew immediately down there. A little disclaimer, before I begin to tell you what happened, I'm sharing parts of this story, but out of respect and love for mom, I'm keeping many of the the private, intimate encounters we had this week between us, of course. I think it's important, though, to share what we've been going through as a way to talk about aging and death and how fighting for yourself ties into all of that. No one wants to talk about it. I found that nobody wants to talk about it. No one around me, at least. And I think it's important that we do, because it's inevitable. And so, I'll talk about it. This will probably be the first of many episodes. I arrived at the ICU after a long flight of holding back tears and praying very hard for mom. Her tiny body was hooked up to every machine imaginable, And seeing my mom like this was a shock to my system. Even though she was so weak, she immediately wanted me to lie with her in the hospital bed. And the two of us have been an inseparable pair for my whole life, and this was no different. All I wanted to do was to provide comfort and care for her, just as she's done for me my whole life. I did my best to do just that over the next five days and seeing to her every need as best I could. During the time that we were at the hospital together, I watched her float from one world to another. It was an incredible experience, both good and bad, but I felt like my job was to care for her body and also bear witness to her journey. From my standpoint, it seemed that a whole world was happening behind her closed eyes. She floated in and out, sometimes surprised that I was still sitting there, watching and caring for her body. During these endless days in different hospital rooms, I was also doing a lot of work myself. Watching your beautiful mom be so sick and knocking on death's door is devastating. It feels like even though I know that everyone goes through this, 
we all go through this, and that dying is inevitable. In those moments, I felt like I was the only one that was experiencing this. So alone. And I had so many questions. I mean, there was a million, but some of them are like, does she know how much I love her? Does she know what a good mother she has been? What do I do after my biggest supporter in this life is gone? How do I stand on my own? Is she afraid to die? How can I best help her? There's a million more questions, but all of these things came up and I was processing them as best I could. So there we were, both in the same room, fighting for ourselves in different ways. On about day three, after a terrible night of fever and scary numbers on the machines, mom decided to come back to this world. It was such an honor to watch her muster up some strength in that little body of hers. There is such an ebb and flow in the recovery process, and with each time she tried harder and harder to come back. And I started little by little to see the spark in her eyes again. Doctors came in and couldn't believe the recovery that she was making. Her body may be very fragile, but that mind of hers, that determination once she decides on something, is by no means fragile. She began to force herself to eat, little by little, for strength, after days of refusing food. She fought for her life, and it was an amazing process to witness. At this point, she sat up and even walked a little in the hospital hallway with some help from nurses and me. I watched her take those steps, even while attached to all the tubes and wires, and I've never seen a better example of someone fighting for themselves. A day earlier, we thought we were losing her. Throughout this process, this whole experience, I was fighting for myself as well. Inspired by her, always inspired by her, I was doing the work of processing the powerful emotions that came up during our time together at the hospital. Determined to deal and to not look away, I tried to name the emotions that came up and how they physically felt in my body. The most prominent emotion that came was deep sorrow. I have no other words than to call it deep sorrow. This felt like a scream rising and building in my throat, and it moved up into my soft palate and then burnt through my sinuses right in the space where I sing and where I feel my voice. I didn't fight it. I was just present with it, naming it and feeling it and letting the wave wash over me and then retreat. I wanted no regrets, so when she was awake, I talked about the things that she wanted after she was gone. I told her how much I truly love and admire her, and how she taught me everything and helped me build who I am today on her foundation. I talked about everything I could think of 
so that nothing went unsaid. I did my best to be present with her and present with my thoughts and emotions and to feel and share them, but also to support her in her time of need. I imagined what she wants me to be like after she's gone and how I can make her proud with the woman that I will continue to evolve into being. I told myself that I could handle this. I said it over and over and over so that it would be true. I can handle this. The conversations we had were the most real of my whole life so far. And although it is terrible to see my mom be so near death, I am so grateful for the alone time that we had in, the, in this hospital room to bond and process and prepare and talk and laugh and care. I didn't allow this experience to cause me to not take care of myself either. While I took care of her, I took care of myself as best I could. Every day I ate protein bars and vegetables from the cafeteria salad bar and drank so much water on purpose, taking care of myself on purpose. I know the pitfalls that we can fall into when caring for other people, especially our family, and I somehow thought if I cared for me, she would care for herself. When she was awake, she got a kick out of my hospital room workouts. Did you know that washcloths work really well as gliders to do mountain climbers? Seriously, they do. I moved the couch out of the way and put my feet on those washcloths and did mountain climbers until I couldn't mountain climb anymore. I did push-ups every day. I did all kinds of workouts, and she got a kick out of it. Those scratchy washcloths also work really well as exfoliators for your skin. We laughed at the prospect of me doing a hospital beauty guide to pass the time. These are the memories that I will cherish forever. I worked so hard to take care of myself while also taking care of her. I am so glad that I took care of my body and my mind while mom worked so hard to do the same. There we were together, fighting for ourselves, which is the way it's been my whole life. This week, I'm hoping that you can take the time to ponder some of the hard issues you've been avoiding, like the certainty of us all aging and dying, and how to come to peace with it. This is not something people want to talk about. I'm finding more and more people are avoiding this because it's the big human fear, aging and dying. But I feel like if we talk about it, we can prepare our hearts and our souls to be at peace. So think about it this week and tell the people in your life that you love them. Mom is home recovering now, and I flew from that hospital room to my favorite place, Kauai, where I am also recovering, and I will be for the next week or so. I'll be fighting for myself. Mom's still fighting for herself, and I hope that you are fighting for yourself in whatever way that looks like this week.
Thank you for listening to my story. Every download means so much to me, and if this message means something to you, please write a review in iTunes, share our Insta posts, and check out fightforyourself.net if you need a little inspiration. Remember, reviews in iTunes mean we reach more people with a message of everyday empowerment. Thank you for listening to this one, and I hope you stick with me for future episodes because I have so much more to say.